0: Hello again and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD, and I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic.
2: All right, we are talking today about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, Lori. The secret emotional life of men.
0: I am so happy I get to know all the secrets.
2: You do. Well, I'm going to try to disclose all the secrets. Because trust me,
0: it feels like a big secret sometimes. It,
2: it, <laughs> I can understand it. It does. I am afraid that I'll get kicked out of the club, though, um, for divulging, the, divulging the secrets. secrets. However, I think society does a number on... Um, making men feel a certain way about emotions,
0: uh-huh.
2: right? Uh-huh. Like the messages all the time that they get, they get a lot of um, messages about, are they man enough? Like oh, this is yeah. this is the message all the time, right? Yep. Um, Am I man enough? Boys don't cry. Don't be a wimp. Don't be a sissy. I think men are constantly aware of doing things that will brand them as not manly mm-hmm. or not enough of a man. And emotion is one of these things that falls in that category um because I think men see emotion in one of f- four basic ways. They either see it as weakness, right? That real men are strong enough to weather any kind of difficult emotion that comes their way. Mm-hmm. That if I show emotion, that means I'm not I'm not handling it correctly or mm-hmm. I'm not strong enough, mm-hmm. right? And and so emotion comes off as weakness, or I think the second thing is that emotion comes off as failure, mm. right? That if I cry, and typically it's crying, but it's not. It's also expressing any kind of emotion. It comes off as I have somehow failed, right? We we are performance junkies as men. We want to know that we are performing well as men, um, and so emotion says we are somehow failing at. Uh, performing in the way that we should mm-hmm. we're not as effective we're not as efficient we're not as strong mm. and then what one, else the one that I think and uh, to see what you say about this because I, I think women react strongly to this um, in couples in particular but that we think that emotion is going to hurt other people sure that it is if we express what we're really thinking or we're really feeling that our partner is going to be really upset with us or it's going to hurt her feelings or it's going to be too much for her to handle Mm -hmm. or it's going to result in something that's bigger that we don't mean to cause. And so they end up keeping it to themselves. They're not Mm -hmm. going to share it, um, what they're actually feeling because they're going to hurt other people. Right.
0: If I really tell you how anxious I am, it's going to make you anxious and it's going Mm -hmm. to hurt you and you're not going to feel safe and yada, yada.
2: Uh, On and on and on. Yeah,
0: we do a number to men, don't we? I'm just saying. As a culture. What else?
2: The last one i would say is that they see emotion as consuming mm. and and so if that emotion is a like if i feel it then it's going to be a runaway train that is just going to i'm going to lose control it's going to trample all over everybody but it's going to completely consume me and it's never going to end mm. it's not going to stop it, why address the hurt why address the pain it's in the past what is it really going to do if i actually feel it in part because if I feel it, I don't know. I don't know when there's, I don't know what it's going to do.
0: It's, it reminds me, the image that came to my mind was of somebody about to throw up. You know how when you're about to throw up, you like try to keep it down, try yes. to keep it down, but you feel worse and more horrible. And then you throw up and you think you're going to die while you're throwing up. I mean, it, it's, that's rough.
2: Yeah. But you just doing you're it. You're going
0: to lose control.
2: You're gonna, but I think that's the actual, I mean, it's the, that is the, um, that's a great analogy because it's actually what you're doing by not expressing it or not or keeping it in, mm-hmm. um, not dealing with it is actually making it worse. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what ends up happening with men, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times. But that man enough thing is just it's very real and very prevalent. My, you know, my friends and I like when I was in college we made up man cards. We had a friend of ours that made up man cards.
0: <laughs> What's a man card? A
2: man card. Well, first of all, Chuck Norris's faces on it. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, and it had. A, it was like a punch card. You know those punch cards you get at um, sure at restaurants or stores. You get certain punches. It's free. Well, it had like punch cards, and anybody could take it away from you and punch your man card. <laughs> And if you got five punches, then your man card was revoked,
0: uh-huh, and it was uh-huh.
2: physically taken away, physically taken away from you. <laughs> and uh, so, and it's it's a beautiful thing. I think I still have so it. So you
0: only got five punches. And you only you got, got five times,
2: the and then you were then you mm-hmm, were right? then you were revoked. But that was it was done in jest. But it was a very like I mean we were all on edge about whether our man card was gonna was gonna right was gonna get so taken like out. So like, what
0: gives you a punch on the man card?
2: In- <laughs> <laughs> um i mean any it, it's just it's just free it's just determined like oh that wasn't manly that was um crying at um romantic movies i mean that would definitely that will definitely get it revoked uh-huh knowing all the words to any kind of girl pop song i mean that's <laughs> that would, that that's would it. that would do it for mm-hmm. sure um things like that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh,
0: you're in a tough crowd
2: it was in this. It was the South. Yeah. So what i gonna, what I got to say? <laughs> <laughs> but it was more for fun. But I think that's the kind of like. But the in ethos life, I,
0: I think you're right that men feel like somehow or another, emotional states, particular emotional states, are going to revoke their man card. Yeah, that's what we've told them.
2: Yeah, and so a culture. But that doesn't mean that they don't have them. That's the mm-hmm. thing that I think. Sometimes I hear women say that their their partner just doesn't have them is not feeling anything mm-hmm. um or they're they're just dead inside or something like that mm-hmm. and I, I think more that those emotions are happening but that they the men struggle to really understand their emotional life they have trouble naming it they have trouble identifying their own emotions they have trouble then expressing those and it as a result they have a hard time um saying expressing what they need and so those needs don't get met and they get really resentful of that, right Resentment grows because they're because they continue in their relationship and their needs aren't getting met. And so that buildup just happens over time, uh, but they have a hard time knowing what uh, what to say.
0: right I think you know, there is a sense of withdrawers have more power hmm. right and a sexual withdrawal has more, power because I'm not going to give you what you want and I'm holding all the cards or an emotional withdrawer holds all the cards Mm -hmm. and therefore has more power in the relationship. But the reality is is both of those positions sacrifice being an agent for your own needs. You know, the sexual withdrawer, you know, who just doesn't want it doesn't necessarily come forward and say, I don't want it because I like it this way or I wanted it yesterday or, you know, they, they don't They're always waiting. They're in a um, receptive position instead of an agent position where they're the ones making it happen. And I think the same thing with men. And then you say, you know, the difficulty is then he may, you know, feel all this resentment and he may need to get it out at some point instead of maybe all the way through.
2: Yeah, and I I think that happens too. But I think sexual pursuers also have this problem as well. You know, you are mentioning, distancers, sexual pursuers don't communicate their need for sex. They're it's just going to feel a lot of times like it's pressure. It's pressure It's just going to feel like they just want sex for sex sake.
0: They're not talking from an emotional yeah. state.
2: Which is going to be my new catchphrase also. Oh for sex sake. Oh um, for sex sake. <laughs> but they I think that that happens because they because I think men go as a result of all the this messaging, they start to do a few things with their emotions. They start to like just deny that they exist. They may mm-hmm. just say like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I don't really, f- I don't really feel that way," mm-hmm. or they distract themselves. Mm-hmm. Like men are notorious distractors when it comes to emotion. If they feel something, they're going to play some video games. They're going to look at porn. They're going to mm-hmm. um, go somewhere else. They're going to find that fulfillment somewhere else. Numb it out. They're going to numb it out. Or I think what happens a lot of times is it comes out as anger, mm-hmm. because anger is the only acceptable emotion for men, mm-hmm. and that's the only one they know how to express. Um, but oftentimes it's not really anger. It's, it's anger as a mask for hurt or another emotion that's going on below the surface. But anger is the easiest way to to really express that.
0: Like a mask for disappointment mm. or some other tender emotion that they don't feel is manly yeah. to express. And well, so they loneliness, rage. Yeah.
2: rejection, mm-hmm. yeah, all those kind of things for sure. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that's a little more harmful, I think, is it comes out as control. Mm-hmm. Right because if I, if I can't address my needs and what's really happening inside me, I have to control the situation around me to make it mm-hmm. to make it okay,
0: yeah.
2: which is, which is problematic, right?
0: Well, it's certainly problematic relationally, right? Yeah. if they're trying to control uh, or control the situation because they don't want their own emotions to come out.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think in a lot of ways it becomes control I've seen it come out in one couple as control over finances right Mm -hmm. that money became the source of that was how he handled his emotion right either through making it yeah or through controlling it so if she spent any money like he he got really unnerved right Right. or or she spent more than a certain amount Mm -hmm. i think it can be come out in control of sex for sure Mm -hmm. right where the demands for sex that the sex has to be met um, multiple, multiple times uh, in the in the exact same way, mm-hmm. right? Um, for that to be for it to be satisfactory, and often it's not because it's it's a perfectionistic demand,
0: or because their partner starts to comply
2: mm-hmm.
0: instead of relate. Yes, you know their their their, par- their sexual partner starts to okay, I'll do it because you'll get angry if I don't, rather than maybe it coming from a genuine mutual place of wanting to join sexually. Mm-hmm. They respond to that, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think it comes out and I think it's problematic, but I, I tend to think that.
0: But the emotion may be, I, I'm fearful yeah. of being left. I'm fearful of not being able to calm down without sex. I'm I'm anxious that I'm not desirable if you won't have sex with me. And so the control becomes an overlay on that instead of necessarily what expressing what they really feel.
2: Yeah, absolutely. 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 Mm-hmm. But this is the thing to me is that men in a group, in a group of men, they are not going to express their emotion in the same way. They're going to talk about whatever it is that men talk about. (laughs) What do
0: men talk about? What
2: do men talk about? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I was with a group of men um, this last week while we were skiing. They talked about fighting, Mm -hmm. um, MMA fighting. Really interesting. They talked about sex, but at a very superficial level.
0: What did they say about sex? What did
2: they say about sex? Um, well, they're my friends, so I'm not going to disclose everything. <laughs> everything that they <laughs> that they oh, that they said about sex, because some of them do listen. Oh, um, hey, I think Adam's they friends. Yeah, And talked uh, a lot about food. Ah, There's A lot yeah. of conversation about food.
0: Yeah, I had a buddy. He said he went to uh, lunch every day with his colleague, a male colleague, every day for ten years. They went to lunch together. I'm like. Oh my gosh! What did you talk about every day at lunch? He's like, you know, the waitress is, (laughs) (laughs) backside or yeah, you know. But basically, some sometimes not as meaningfully.
2: Yeah. Well, but I mean, I think typically though, one on one, maybe they uh, that may be what they told you they were talking about. Uh Typically, one on one, men are going to share a lot more Mm -hmm. than they would share in a big group if they trust if they trust the relationship, Mm -hmm. and so. Like, I think that that's, to me, what happens a lot is that the same guys that'll talk about nonsense um, in a big group, when you get them one-on-one, they're going to talk about more meaningful things that that really matter to them. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe when we come back, we'll talk about a few things that I think are going on inside of a lot of men. Not every man, but a lot. We're not going to cover everything, but give you some insight into what is really happening.
0: All the secrets.
1: Speaking with certified sex therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive?
0: So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress compared to weekly therapy. I mean, there's just... So much more you can get done when you have a chunk of
1: time. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about Intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com.
2: At Matthew's Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes, the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. Give us a call at 919-587-8018. Find us online at Matthew's Counseling. .net. We look forward to working with you.
0: Okay, so we've just given Adam fresh man cards. Oh, thank you. I appreciate
2: it. I have a plethora of them Because,
0: Because you are a manly man, oh. even with your emotions.
2: That's, that's that's not what my friend Brian in uh, kindergarten said.
0: <laughs> what did Brian say in kindergarten?
2: He threw a shoe at me.
0: Oh. <laughs> man was, up. That's,
2: yeah. Uh, okay, So
0: talk to us some more about how men, the secret life, the emotional life of men. And I mean, I think much of what I'm hearing is that they have been socialized not to express emotions and that they repress those for fear of being judged as not men. Yeah.
2: And I would tell you that, there, you know, again, every guy's different. It's mm-hmm. not it's not everyone. But this is a this is more this is a kind of a gender stereotype typical conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So make sure we kind of say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that I think the emotional life of men and women are at the core. they're surprisingly similar. I, I think they we feel very similar emotions. We have very similar wants and needs. Mm-hmm. I think the difference is in the expression of those emotions and in what they're going to get emotional about mm. and what's mm-hmm. going to spark a lot of that emotion. I think that men often who appear to be shutting down are really, they're they're trying to process the confusion and the overwhelming storm of emotion that's going on inside them. and But when they're asked how they're feeling, they may say, I don't know or nothing, in, in part because they just don't know how to name it or understand what is happening to them. I had a couple a while back where she was the emotional pursuer. He was the emotional withdrawer. And as we were kind of talking about how their interactions unfolded, she would jump in a lot to press him with questions. He would start to share about what was going on with him. And she would override him really quickly. And she would say she would often say things like, well, no, that's not how you feel. I don't. How could you possibly that's that doesn't make any sense. Or mm-hmm. she would ask him a bunch of questions and he you could tell that he was slowly shutting down. And she would then be like, well, there you go. See, he's he just doesn't he has he's not going to tell me what he really thinks.
1: Mm, beautiful.
2: And um, <laughs> and then when I started to ask him, I could say, like, I ask her to rate what was going on inside of her, like how elevated she was in her anxiety. And she, she rated it like a six or a seven. I asked him the same question and he said he was at an eight or a nine. Like what was happening inside him was he was trying to control all the different emotions that were going on with him. Right. So they were still there just on the surface. He was actually probably stonewalling a little bit by trying to he was trying to calm the situation down because he was scared of the big emotions and to and to make things okay. And Mm -hmm. the only way that he knew to make things okay was to was to shut it down.
0: Yeah. And it's like nobody really wants to be told how they feel. Yes. You know, she wasn't listening. She wasn't curious. Mm -hmm. She was directing the whole thing. You know, maybe born out of her own anxiety. Yeah. This is what it seems like. I got to expedite this conversation and tell you how he really is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we love that as therapists when the spouse well, does the talking.
2: But that that seems, I mean, along some gender lines, this feels to me like something that I hear women do a lot to men. And I don't think they're doing it intentionally. They're not trying to intentionally shut them out. But the, I hear a lot, that's not how you really feel. Tell him how you really feel.
0: They're trying to help the guy. Yes. But they often... Inadvertently shut him down by talking over him, or explaining to him, or teaching him, and I I mean that can be really. uh, Instead of waiting and being patient and letting it unfold, Mm. you know, and letting him catch his words, it's like she she can fill in the blanks or, yeah, or contradict it. It's yeah.
2: Yeah, and and I think it's it's a really hard balance, right? Because not oftentimes when she backs off, he doesn't. He's not going to share right away. But I think knowing that there is an emotional core there that is feeling something very similarly to what. She is feeling right. Mm -hmm. I can't. The number of times that I tell that I say to couples, "You're both saying that you want the same thing," Mm -hmm. is crazy to me, right? Mm -hmm. Because they they have a hard time seeing it. But more often than not, at the core, they are really wanting the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? She she's wanting to feel accepted and loved, and so is he, right? Men need that in a different, but I think it's in a different way. That's one of the ways that I think sex comes into the equation. Is sex is a way that men feel connected and loved and cared for. Um, and so when that's not happening, it's really hard for her to overcome that to demonstrate her care and affection to him. Right.
0: right? I, I would say that the secret life of men emotionally is so tied into their sexual being, mm. you know, that, that s- sex is like this this hugely emotional part for them mm-hmm. and hugely important and difficult to express.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And it's so hard to express. Like, I think very few men can actually put words to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that in part, like it's so tied to performance, like there's such a performance thing. When you go back to the idea that all I'm trying to do as a man is try to prove that I'm man enough. Right. That I that I am enough as a man when I'm getting when sex is not happening. The big emotional thing that's starting to come up is that I I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. Right. That I'm failing. And so mm-hmm. that like that emotion is just it's it's like, how do you deal with that? Yeah, you can't. The more he tries to say that, the more she hears, you just want sex. Mm-hmm. Right. As opposed to hearing this feels like rejection to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think that's the that is the huge deal of like it's it is rejecting um, mm-hmm. just like for some for for someone that, um, you know, again, this is not it's, it can vary from person to person. But a lot of times I hear women say, well, he just doesn't want to, sp- he doesn't want to, he never makes time for me. He doesn't want to spend time with me. I just feel like he doesn't even like me. And I would say it's that s- same feeling is true for men when it comes to sex.
0: Absolutely. Like, it's
2: like she just has, she's never touched me. She doesn't even try. She doesn't want, she doesn't do X, she doesn't do Y. How do, she doesn't, she, I just don't think that she likes me. There's mm-hmm. she, there's nothing about it that says there's nothing that she does that says I actually like his his company and his presence
0: or she I think she's not attracted to me right she's yes. just not attracted to me yeah yeah and I was thinking of your man card you know example like if you approach your wife and she says no that's definitely a hole punch and if you lose your erection god forbid that's two hole punches right on your man card yeah. is about to be revoked
2: well and, and and if he came to her and said you know how hurtful that is to me mm-hmm. it, that's a man card revoke if mm-hmm. he actually talks about the that feeling of rejection and shares that then that's that's a revocation that, as well
0: right that vulnerability makes mm-hmm. him not a man to actually admit Hmm. That he's hurt over this.
2: Absolutely. I mean, the vulnerability thing. I mean, that we talk about that a lot, but that's it's so true and key. Is that mm-hmm. vulnerability? I was talking about this with a client a couple of weeks ago too. Is that that the vulnerability is too much? A vulnerability is overwhelming. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's a it's an almost an automatic shutdown to extend vulnerability to anyone, let alone your spouse. Your spouse is, or your partner is the is the hardest person to be vulnerable to, mm-hmm. right? You, you might be able to say things to a good friend who understands that has been with you for a really long time, but it's going to be, that, that being vulnerable in that situation is hard, but the one that's even closer to us is going to be even more difficult to do that as well. The courage required for that vulnerability is gonna be really, really high mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because there's so much power in that to, to reject.
0: Yeah, so how do we help men feel like it's safe as their partners to come forward with their real emotions so that we can genuinely know them and know who they are and be led into that secret place.
2: I think it starts with just full on acceptance mm-hmm. of whatever they say that they are feeling. Even if they say nothing, right? Or even if they say I don't know. I think it is really it's really challenging when you feel for men when they when they do share even if it's in small amounts to be told they're not sharing enough or they or they're not sharing in the right way Mm -hmm. um and so the the more you can make it that way the better Make it safe make it safe and make it safe by by making it safe i mean i i I tie that to full-blown acceptance to radical acceptance of this is whatever comes out of your mouth it's okay and then when they have a complaint to take it seriously you know, it doesn't mean that people get to complain in any way they want to. They get to that. You know, we talk about all the time. Criticism is not what we're talking about, like is not is not a fair way to talk about your complaint. But a lot of times I see them when men share something that they don't like in the relationship. I see their partner dismiss it really quickly, mm-hmm. it, especially when it's about when it feels it feels personal to them. Like anytime men are vulnerable, it's going to be difficult for them to share again if they are rejected or told that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying and I, and I don't want to, you know, I think we, there's a discussion to be had about male fragility and the fragile ego and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I'm not saying that that it just means that they get a pass on everything.
0: I know. Right? I know you're not.
2: But I, I'm but really I, asking. No, know, I, I know what? you are, but I, I think some they, I'm, I would be worried that some people would hear it that way. Mm-hmm. Is that we're saying that it, that men just get a pass, and mm-hmm. or it's a tough out? You know, obviously, there's this is not the toughest thing that anyone has had to experience in life. But
0: but if you're with a guy who is generally shut down emotionally, what would be helpful is as he starts to come forward to encourage that with acceptance and maybe reflective listening instead of personalizing it or getting angry mm-hmm. or taking over the discussion, like, you know, letting it unfold and receiving it and being a little contemplative about it instead of, you know, taking action immediately or having an argument.
2: Yeah. And and then I think just being patient too. Like I think inviting the sharing recognizing the request for sex as more than just, um, especially if you're mainly if you're in a committed relationship as more than just trying to get off, um, you know, and asking about it, but not pressuring. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get to, you get to ask about uh, men's emotional states and what's going on beneath the surface, but there's a difference and there's a balance between pressure and between a request and pressure, Mm -hmm. you know,
0: and I would just say, you know, asking men after sex yes <laughs> is, is a better time oftentimes men feel safer, closer and more willing to open up about maybe what prompted the desire to have sex especially if you know they've had a tough day or you know like okay so you know when you're in each other's arms that's the thing so how was the day to day you mm. know? and and open up a conversation that might allow for more emotions to come forward.
2: And I would just say to men out there that feel that emotion is weakness or that it's not manly enough, like, listen, like vulnerability requires a massive amount of courage. Mm -hmm. Like it is one of the most courageous things that you can do. And if you're in a relationship and you want that relationship to thrive, it requires a massive amount of courage to be vulnerable in that relationship. So you can get the, at the heart of the matter so that she can know what you need and that those needs can
1: be be met. Absolutely. Good luck Thank out you, there. Adam. Yeah. You can now call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY4PLAY. That's 833, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes.
0: Hey, help us stay on top here at 4Play. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much.
1: All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor.
2: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends.